everybody. Uh, Hello. We'll get started now. Uh, I'm Andrew Lindy. I'm the co-creator of the Benvy Network. Uh, it's a podcast network with uh, about 27 podcasts on it. Um, and uh, one of them, or several of them, are hosted by Brendan Creasy. I'm Brendan Creasy. I'm the one Benvy Network representative that could come out to Palm Springs. Yeah, it was it was a busy weekend, apparently, and nobody nobody could make it, but it's okay. It's a little, there's a lot going on in Benview land. There, there is a lot going on. Uh, so, basically, we just uh, wanted to talk about uh, podcast networks. Uh, if you have a podcast, should you join one? What's the benefit? Um, how we got started? Uh, that kind of thing. Does anybody here have a podcast? Anybody want to get into podcasting? Got some? Okay. Got a maybe? Well, we'll do some questions. A couple of halfway the, hands. I mean, yeah. I don't know. We'll take questions. We'll take some questions. Um, How's your convention going, Andrew? It's going pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. I've mostly been in here supporting yeah, our own shows. Supporting stuff. We did a podcast advocates panel. Yes. Yesterday. That mm. was fun. That was a lot of fun. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. I've been just doing stuff. Doing podcast stuff here. Um, how many people have like heard of a podcast network? Like, do you know like Earwolf, Nerdist, uh, Max Fun, right? Like, you know these ones, yeah. right? Yeah. Any more that you want to throw out there? What's the one that um, Murray? That's comedy. Oh, all com- all things comedy. All things comedy. Because that's a lot of comedians. Yeah. Then there's like Smodcast, that's Kevin Smith's network, which I at one time was a part of with an older show, mm-hmm. bagged and boarded. Yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> um, but yeah, but then but now we got um, we got a bunch of new shows on the Benvy Network. Sure. And a lot of long-standing shows. Yeah, we actually have about uh, 14 shows that are current uh, and updating on a regular schedule. Um, and uh, one of those is uh, Super Mario Brothers Minute, which I host uh, every uh, or twice a week. Me and my co-host uh, talk about one minute of the Super Mario Brothers movie from 1993. Uh, another one is um, Nothing New. It's a remake podcast. Uh, once a month, me and my co-host talk about a remake. Uh, what's what are the ones that you do that are current? Um, right now, I'm doing Radio Brendo Man, which is um, I've been doing on and off. In one form or another, since uh, actually September 2004, so almost 13 years ago, when podcasting was a bunch of tech nerds, um, mostly like bloggers, and then like um, I remember one of the first podcasts I listened to was MTV VJ Adam Curry. Wow! And he's still doing his show. A couple of the guys that I was doing podcasts with back then are still doing them, and they actually stayed. Keep so those guys are still going, mm-hmm. and I don't think they get a lot of attention or credit but they should but um but I, but yeah um, and then the other ones are i do one with um that actually originated at kevin smith's mod castle called popsicles talk about pop culture that's me and derek armijo and emily schmemily um formerly the, the the one of the heads of the benview network yeah and uh and then um the last one i do i'm actually doing a live show here that to close things out at Comic-Con Palm Springs. It's called um, MBWS, Mr. Brendo's Wrestling Show, formerly Matt and Brendo's Wrestling Show. Um, but, uh, yeah, I talk about wrestling and some big wrestling nerd. And uh, it's pretty much what I got going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
with podcast networks, part of the problem with podcasts is discoverability. Is that how do you find a new podcast to listen to, or how do you, if you have a podcast, how do you find new listeners? Uh, and so, podcast network kind of is part one of the ways to solve that problem. Because if you're on a network, then you have a group of shows that all promote each other and mention each other or do crossover events. Like you, yeah, you crossover episodes stuff. is a big part of it. Like every, if I ever need like another, if I need a co-host, like right now I'm without a co-host, so I turn to Benvy Network people. That's usually where I look first, and that way they can promote their show. I'm reaching there because our shows reach different audiences, and so that way you know. Um, they can hear, I can expose my show to new audience, and that's helped. I've definitely, I mean, I've been on the Benvy Network almost since it started, Yeah. but I've definitely seen the bumps we get whenever our ads are on other people's shows, or ever whenever I have, like, you know, you or Emily or, you know, some other Benvy Network you've host. You've had Justin, you've I've had, had Justin, I've had Mark, Mark Bolton yeah. from Comic Nerds Unite, mm-hmm. um, you know, Josh from Extra Damage. We have, because that's, I think that's another cool thing about a podcast network is, you know, there's so many different podcast categories that are popular, like, you know, video games and, and you know, and, and, and you know, current events and uh, movies and comedy. And, and I think, you know, having a network, we have podcasts for almost every audience. We have a whole podcast about Star Wars. Yeah. That they, they just, uh, if, I mean, the new movies are coming out, but they cover the, whole the cartoon shows, the, the, the comic books, the, the novels that came out. Yeah. They cover all of it, and and so like we have a show. So when you hear when you have, meet somebody, it's like, hey, I'm looking for a new podcast. You're like, why? Well, I'm part of this network. We got all these shows. I'm sure there's one of them. And then they start listening to one, and then they might hear an ad for another one, or they might, you know, like a little like I talk about the Benny Network shows on every episode of Radio Brenner Man, and then. And then that might, you know, trickle over. So it's just a way to promote each other. Mm-hmm. And when you get to a certain level, it's also a way to leverage, like, advertising. Yes. And things like that. Yeah. Uh, so I started uh, the network in uh, 2013, January of 2013. Uh, me and my friend, uh, we both had podcasts of our own, and we were doing a podcast together. And we thought, well, why are we just doing all this separate work if we combined all of our efforts together? we could have something that's like stronger and more uh, can reach more people. Uh, so that's how we started the Benview Network, which the first thing was Benview. The name came from two shows that we did separately, which now do not update anymore. But it's kind of fun. Uh, it was a fun name, Ben uh, from Benson for Benson's Boombox and View from Nerd's Eye View. We kind of combined those together, Googled it. Nothing out there existed with that name except for a farm in Australia. And we thought, well, we're not going to get confused with a farm in Australia. So... We'll just go with that the name. name. It's a very important. Yeah, strategy. checking the name is very important. Um, I think that's how, so, like Earwolf. That's that's like a very iconic name. Yeah. It's separate from a lot of different things. It's very. I mean, like you think about Earwolf, and that's pretty much what you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. It's a very distinct brand name. Yeah. Uh, so once we started that, we started asking our friends. That's how we got uh, Brenda with. Um, I mean, you had Popsicles, Radio Brenda Man. Yeah. Uh, and then, when did you start Matt and Brenda's wrestling show? That was in like 2013 as well. Oh, that was eight, so okay. shortly after. It was one of the first Benview originals. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you could say like because it was we were working together on the network, and I was like, why don't we start this wrestling show? Mm-hmm. Because we saw like wrestling podcasts are really big. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a huge market for them, and so I was like, let's start one. And and right away, you know, we were getting quite a few listeners. Yeah, and. 
So, but having that network there behind it, like, you know, it kind of adds some, I don't want to say legitimacy, but just like organization behind yeah. it. And it sounds like, you know, you got that promotional force. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when uh, we started, we were hosting all of our podcasts kind of individually uh, uh, on Libsyn. I know you don't use Libsyn, Brando, yeah. but for my example. Oh, yeah. Both Emily and I were hosting our individual shows on Libsyn, which was costing us twice as much. And so when we combined forces, we were able to use um, Squarespace. Squarespace is a website that allows you to create your own website. It has easy creatability tools. And it allowed us to have multiple podcasts on one website yeah which was one all one home and that way you're saving money and it's like one destination you can send your listeners to so like when at the end of the show we have our tag you know go to benvnetwork.com if you like this podcast and then people go on there and they find you know other shows yeah so you have this one destination you can send people to you know like if i'm so for instance like when I got into like talking about other podcast networks, but like when I started listening to my brother, my brother and me, and they were like, "Oh, this show is on the Maximum Fun Network," and I was like, "Oh, that sounds cool. Maybe they have a." And I went on there, and then I saw all these other shows, and then I start listening to those other shows. Like that's a thing that definitely happens. And I've talked to people that listen to Radio Brendo Man, and then they started, you know, hearing about these other shows, and then they listen to those other shows, and kind of creates this whole ecosystem. Yeah. Where you, you kind of share listeners, which is uh, kind of the ideal with podcasting, especially with the way that we have the network is kind of each show is their own niche subject so that, you know, you're, we're not really competing. We're all working together working toward, together. toward a, a, a goal of having, you know, listeners. Yeah, build a regular listener base, a loyal, you know, Benview fans, and eventually building up to where, you know, we can take that listener base and out to advertisers Mm -hmm. and because i mean when we started it we just had uh three shows and then we were adding more shows pretty rapidly because with a network um you know as long as you know whoever's running it uh is is willing you can kind of experiment with different show types uh so uh, like two years ago uh myself and two others uh we wrote a choose your own adventure podcast which was extremely experimental absolutely crazy um it was basically if you were it was as if you were listening to an audiobook that was a choose your own adventure book uh we managed to put like chapters in it so you can skip to different chapters uh and it ran for six episodes and it was completely experimental and crazy but it's really I, we cool. wouldn't have been able to do it if we weren't yeah you had didn't you, have this you had the resources from the podcast network mm-hmm. and you you leveraged those and we promoted it on all the shows mm-hmm. and i think it was pretty successful in that like it was like a cool thing and even though it wasn't like a long-term show, but it's cool to do those little it's, projects. It's hard to write for. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was. I mean, you could tell like it's a lot of work to yeah. do something like because that's a super like scripted, very like non-traditional podcast. But yeah. it's cool to like be able to like. That's why the medium is so great is you can do stuff like that. And I know like I was like um, one of the bigger podcasting that will maximum fun run by Jesse Thorne. Mm-hmm. And I know they do experimental stuff like that all the time. I know during the summer they were doing a show where it was a podcast about po- interviewers oh, right. and yeah. like the best interviewers, but that's, that has a very limited, but they only did it during the summer mm-hmm. and it was just this cool little one-off project he did. And when you have like the, like a network like that, you can just do, and then they have like a cool thing called the max fun listener panel mm-hmm. where they, use their listeners almost as like test subjects so like for their dedicated listeners they're like hey if you want to like sign up 
we'll send you a couple like episodes a month, like test episodes and like get their feedback. So you can also leverage your network to get feedback from your listeners about how to improve your shows and starting new shows mm-hmm. as you get bigger and you have a bigger listenership and you can leverage that listenership in different ways. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to mention that uh, our highest downloaded show gets approximately 18,000 downloads per month. So Midnight Marinara. That's Midnight Marinara. It's a very, because talk about niche podcasts. Yeah. Midnight Marinara is a, it's a, they do live audio dramas of any creepy pasta fans in here. I got some nods here. So, um, like, they make audio dramas out of these creepy pasta scary stories, and they're awesome. They're really good. But it's like a, it's a, it's a huge subculture on the internet. And so, like, David has managed to tap into that, and it's had a ton of success. I so, mean, it, he wouldn't have been able to do, do that if he wasn't a fan of it. Like, yeah. he really enjoyed those stories, and he likes, uh, the old-time radio dramas, and so he was able to create that, uh, and, uh, I mean, using the network, we kind of helped him have a home for that. Yeah, so you yeah. give him a home, you help him out, because he wasn't too big on, like, the technical side of stuff. No, he was going to put it on SoundCloud. Yeah, so was, you yeah. provided this home, and then that fed into, I know we did a crossover where, because Phil and I told a scary story on Radio Brendo Man once, and, like, <laughs> then Dave put that on his show, and all of a sudden, we got a huge bump from him featuring us on, because like we only have like a few hundred listeners on Radio Breno Man. So when he put that clip on his YouTube channel, we had a huge bump of like over a thousand listeners because it was a cool little scary story. And then they were like, oh, I want to check that out. And David, of course, was like, if you want more, listen to Radio Breno Man. And then people did. Yeah. And so again, it's all about feeding back in to building that community out of your entire base. And that's where podcast networks are great for that. Yeah, and he actually um, he also collaborates a lot with other uh, creepypasta YouTube uh, creators, uh, but they I mean it would be kind of weird for them to create a network because they're all kind of struggling with the same audience. Yeah. But by having him on our network, where we have a variety of shows, we can give him the full spotlight because it's like, hey, you like creepypasta? Like we got this show, you know. Yeah. And it's not like cause like you said, like if it was all the creepy, if there was a creepypasta network, it's like I like creepypasta. Here's five shows about creepypasta and they're kind of all like sort of competing with each other yeah and we also through the network we were able to allow him to do a spin-off show where instead of just doing audio dramas uh him and a couple of his friends kind of read a creepypasta and critique it from a literary analysis perspective yeah yeah so then he made like so yeah and then that's doing really well that's doing very well so again creating having that but without a network, he wouldn't really have had those capabilities. Mm. He'd have to support each podcast kind of individually. Yeah, and that's a lot of work. Mm. Like, yeah, and you mentioned earlier about a kind of, uh, you didn't want to say it like this, but having a network kind of gives you legitimacy. Yeah. The, um, I mean, kind of through the network, uh, people you know, who have shows have been able to be guests at um, conventions like Anime California, uh, Comic-Con Revolution in Ontario, Long Beach Comic-Con, WonderCon, and even San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. Like, this is, uh, we're able to be here because when people look at our shows, look at the podcast, look at the network, they see that it is something more permanent. It's not and just fly by some night. dude recording something in his bedroom and, like, who oh, here, you know, like, which that's what podcasting is and it's great. It's great. But if you want to, like, if you want people to take you seriously from outside the podcasting world, like, you kind of have to present a more professional front, I think. And this is a good way to do that. Yeah. We're doing really good on time. So good on time. 
We normally have more panel members yeah. when we do this. So there's more people to talk about things. We'll, yeah. just, we'll just talk about everything. Does anybody have any questions about like podcasting or podcast networks or anything like that? No? Yes? All right, here we go. So I'm hearing some of the benefits of the network. Is there, and I think you've kind of touched on this, but I want to be sure. So are you controlling what content shows up in the network? Yeah, do you reject anybody? Okay, so uh, asking, do you reject anybody? Are you controlling, like, how much can, like, like I guess this is a question to you. I consider you, like, the producer, I don't know, like a producer type. Uh-huh. Um, how much, like... How much control, like I guess, do you wield over the individual shows? I guess that's what they want to know. None. I I kind of want the shows to run themselves. I don't want to have a strong hand on any of the shows. But um, I mean, we've had people ask to join the network, and we've reviewed the show, and we're kind of like, this isn't really the content that we're looking for, or this is too similar to something that's already on the network. Um, or they only have like if they've only done a few episodes. And yeah. That's kind of like you want people. You want to make sure that some because there's. What's what is it like? Twelve episodes and out. That's, Cheryl knows this more. There's a there's a statistic. Six where and out. If if you haven't done like twelve episodes, then you're it's it's once well, you, you reach that threshold, that. is when it's like okay, you're committed and you're going to actually continue doing it. Because uh, a lot of shows kind of die before that that threshold is met. Um, but I mean, and we've had you know shows leave the network, or we've we've had to ask a show to leave the network uh, more or less because we didn't like what they were doing, but it wasn't so much uh, that I wanted to control what they were doing. I wanted them to do their show the way they wanted to do it, but... Either via, like, just not good stuff they were doing, or, like, they stopped doing their show. Yeah. Like, we have both of those have happened. Mm -hmm. And I've, you know, I've had to reach out to shows that are on the network and ask, you know, oh, are you just on hiatus, or have you stopped and you're never coming back? You know, what's the status with that? Because on, on the website for the network, I want to keep it very up-to-date. So if anyone comes to our page, they see first the shows that are current, the shows that are updating uh, before shows that have ended. Uh, because and, and I think that's an interesting thing about podcasts is having a natural ending. Yeah. Uh, I did a podcast uh, about the TV show Community. Does anyone like Community? It was a very, yeah. <laughs> very good show. You had the perfect um, ending to your show. Yeah. Um, uh, so we we uh, reviewed every single episode, and then we actually were able to interview Dan Harmon, the creator of Community, uh, and then that was the end of our podcast because we had nothing else to cover. Uh, I mean, they they say that they want to do a movie. If they do a movie, we'll cover the movie, and then the podcast is over again. Yeah. Uh, I just think that's kind of an interesting place where podcasts are at, where you've seen some, like you were talking about, Brenda, the ones that have been doing it from the early days of podcasting and go on yeah. to thousands of episodes. Yeah. But then there are others that, you know, they get 100 episodes and they're out because that's all that they have. That's yeah. their content. One of my favorite podcasts of all time is called Go Bayside. It's comedian April Richardson talking about Say by the Bell. And once she finished those, I think she's only come back once to do one of the, like, I think the Zach and Kelly wedding episode but then like there like you said there's no more so that's it so it's like a perfect you know and then and then she moved on doing other stuff but i for then but then yeah i i think um i don't know where i was going with that but yeah that's one of those things of like having that ending but then otherwise you know you have these shows where one of the things we talked about podcast advocates the biggest thing to get a dedicated listener base is consistency and if you just disappear 
for a few months, like you're going to lose um, a lot of your listeners, which I've seen. Um, I recently took a little bit of a hiatus on Radio Venderman because we're changing some staff. Like um, my co-host um, is leaving the show. And so I took a little bit of a hiatus and I watched, I seriously watched the numbers go down. I'm like, I got to get something on there. So I put, we had a recording from a Comic-Con panel. So I put that up and our numbers instantly went back up. And so, you know, keeping, keeping current and, and having you to help me like encourage, like that's where I see you more as like a, you know, you're when you encourage me, you help me out. And then if I, and then I come to you for ideas, and you give them to me, and you give us feedback. And but it's not like a Brendan. I want you to do this, or I don't like you talking about that. Like that's not. That's I mean that's traditional radio. That's that's we're not all, we're not that's we don't want that. We're not you're not a program director. You're not no. you know that's that's kind of the opposite of what podcasting is about. So no, you got to do your show your way. Yeah, uh, but it's good to have uh, like an outside kind of source or listener who's able to give you advice and you're, you're willing to take their word for it because they're someone that you trust. And I think that's, that's one of the benefits of being on a podcast network is that you have a support network. I really think that's, yeah. That's and the like, best part. We have a Facebook group where we'll ask like, you know, even the basic nuts and bolts questions. Like what are you guys using for leveling your audio, you know, or even like more, I know you try to engage us a lot. Like, Sometimes, like, what are some things? And like, I like that though. Like, Andrew, like, ask us questions, and then we kind of start a little discussion, and kind of keeps us, you know, sharp. Yeah. For podcasting, I guess. Sharp yeah. for podcasting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think it's really that uh, community aspect of a podcast network that that makes it actually worth it to to the host. Yeah. Like if. if 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 you want to go into a podcast network, but you don't want to be willing to hear uh, the from the other shows or collaborate with them, it's kind of pointless. Yeah, what are you doing on? What's the point? Yeah, and if you're like, because you guys, that's kind of part of it. Is like I, I mean, I, we are definitely living in a DIY world, especially when it comes to podcasting. But I kind of see it more as a, I like to say a DIY. It's not DIY anymore. It's DIT. Do it together. Oh. I like that because really I think like in this cutthroat world of like there's a million podcasts and like everybody's just kind of but I like you know like I like the community aspect of podcasting and helping each other out and I think like everything good that's happened to me in podcasting has happened because of you know friendships I've made or like things like going to the LA Podcast Festival and meeting other podcasters and working together to get that like I mean the greatest victory podcasting victory i've ever gotten was i mean cheryl's sitting in the back here but me and cheryl and another podcaster and we all worked together to basically we all got to interview mark Marin and have him on our show and that would not have happened if we had been like oh no this is my thing and no get out like none of that would not have happened but because we worked together we were able we had one guy get Marin into the room and another person was like you know like talking like you know and then working together with these podcasters that in a traditional media world we're competitors but in this world like we're all in this for the love really and so working together is a big part of that i think yeah uh, you mentioned the la podcast festival do you know when that is it is october 6th 7th and 8th that sounds right yeah it's at the biltmore yeah i'm super excited because they filmed the ballroom scene in ghostbusters there <laughs> like where they busted slimer and i'm cheryl and i are going to totally like go in that ballroom and take a million pictures I'm really excited, and I got my Ghostbusters hat, and uh, 
if you can't tell, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. And uh, But yeah, I'm really excited about that because it's a good opportunity to meet podcasters and interview comedians and uh, other people and, um, you know, get that... I'm excited about getting that second Marin interview. <laughs> and then uh, I'll be there as well. Yeah. We'll probably cross over on each yeah, other. Yeah, cross over on our shows yeah. and then just, you know, it's, like, it's also a good time where you get to kind of scout out for potential... Potentials, I guess. I know you've done. I hand out my card. Yeah, I see who's who's there and who has uh, good shows. I don't. There's a lot of good shows. There's like a lot of good ideas for shows. There's a lot of good. That's why podcasting is so great. Because whenever you think like, oh, now it's all just like, because you know, serial came out in S Town and stuff, and now it's all true crime. Yeah. But there's but the space is so big that there's uh, there's always new cool fun. People are always finding new stuff to do, and that's what's exciting. Do we have a true crime show on Benview Network? Uh, we did. Mm. I think they left. Uh, yeah. Or they've stopped updating. Maybe I need what to come up with a Brendo... Detective Brendo stories. <laughs> well, I mean, you already have a Nostalgia Detective. And this, I do, we do do a segment, one of my favorite segments on Radio Brendo Man. I don't know what this has to do with anything, but you just brought it up. Brought it up. Um, is we have a segment called Nostalgia Detectives where people, you know, you have those things that you remember seeing when you were a kid, but you don't have no idea. Like, it started because I had this movie where all I remembered from it was, like, kids trapped under a house, and there may have been, like, a ghost, and there was some treasure, but, feel like, we were able to dig around enough that I found the movie. Like, I found it. I found the, I found it on YouTube, and we watched it. I'm like, that's it. So we're like, we should do this. We should have people write in and, like, just give us as much information. And we've solved every case. Yeah. We've found, like, really obscure, like, old VHS movies. And, like, ho- we found a holiday special from, like, 1975 that this, this guy's like, all I remember was this actor and the kids were trying to find Santa Claus. And we found it. And then, like, and, and I thought that was fun. That could, then that could be a whole show. Sure. Like, so that's why podcasting's great. Mm-hmm. And... Now that I'm thinking about that, maybe that, I don't know. I have too many shows. That's the other thing. Like, you, you start, like, you have all these ideas and you want to do all these things, but then you kind of spread yourself thin. Yeah. And that's not good. Yeah. And also, if you, you you don't want your network to just become the, like, you network. Yeah, that was definitely, uh, when I started the network, I was very concerned about, I wanted to have almost more shows on the network that didn't have me than did. I didn't want to be the prominent face of the network. Want I didn't to want be to be the Andrew Lindy network. No, I wanted it to be me and my friends and yeah. have these variety of interests all come together. Like, I've never watched wrestling. Yeah. And yet I love that we have a wrestling show. I yeah. love that that's something that we have. And then, like I said, like, the wrestling fans might listen to my show and it has an ad for... Like something, and then they listen to your show, and then now you got you know. Like yeah, I think I mean uh, I think David was telling me this that there's actually a lot of crossover between fans of creepypasta and fans of wrestling. Oh yeah, and so the idea of you know being able to share each other's work like that is is a is a Fun. good thing. I think we had a question right here. Right. Uh, what are struggles that you have? Uh, struggles. I mean, honestly, one of the biggest ones is that I do want to make sure that the shows that we have are updating regularly. Or keep on their schedule, and so we've we've had two or three shows that the hosts, I you know, I know them from the internet, so I don't really know them in real life, and so I just send them an email, and I'm like, hey, what happened? And I kind of get nothing for a while, and then eventually I'll get something like, oh, we're working on it, and then kind of nothing again. So, but it's uh, I want to keep those shows, like I don't want to lose those shows, and I don't want them to lose their audience, but I can't 
you know, crack a whip and tell them, oh, go and make a podcast. Like, I want them to do it because uh, they love it. And so if they're if they've just run out of steam, that's that's one thing. Yeah. I remember uh, we had that Friday night film fights. Yeah, and they yeah. were like really going. Their last for show a that while. they did was a live show. They did a live show. They did a live show, and then they and never then, did it again. Uh, it's it's kind of a funny thing in podcasting where it's like two things can end a podcast: getting married or having a baby. And I've listened to a lot of podcasts, and they're like, one of the hosts is like, "Oh, my wife's pregnant," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, the show's gonna end." No, like somehow, Mabim Bam, they all have yeah. kids. My brother, my brother, and me keep it together. It's one of the best shows and the best group of people making a show. And then they they're all, all married. Had, they all got married. They all had babies in the course of the show, and they only take like a week off. It's crazy. But they're crazy. Yeah, they do a lot of good work. Yeah, yeah. But that's. I mean, that's a real struggle. As like running a network is like you want to make sure that the shows on the network update and that listeners know that they're coming out and that you know that the shows are being current because you don't want to be putting a show on the front page of your website and then that show's just gone and all that you have is that image and they click on it and that last episode was from three years ago like that's you kind of don't want that that's the bad yeah Yeah. I mean um, so other than on the podcaster's side um, and perhaps maybe monetizing the podcast is there any conditions like in a standard show format if you lose enough viewers and you're not getting the advertising dollars and the show gets cancelled is there any conditions like that for podcasts on the network? Uh, not, not on my network currently, because we, I mean, we all have pretty small. Yeah, we're. I don't. We're not at that like giant level where yeah. like the show must perform. <laughs> um, I know Max Fun and those other shows. They absolutely like you have. They have like minimum. Like Max Fun is unique because they're like a, they're like PBS. Mm-hmm. They do like a yearly pledge drive basically and every listeners like you pledge like pbs like i donate this much a month or this much a year and then but then in order for shows on the network to benefit from that they have to keep certain amounts of numbers and certain things so they're like on a on a bigger network there's absolutely like performance i know earwolf like shows just fall off every because they're just not getting like that happens like on a much bigger on a bigger network, but yeah, I think I mean not, we're building towards that. Yeah, that's kind of we've, where we're at the building. We've always been building towards um, you know getting a, an advertiser across all the shows. That would be uh, something that I'm building towards. But it just it takes time, and then when you don't have the numbers, you don't you know you can't really get the advertisers like that, and you can't really have those restrictions. But I guess that's a challenge. Yeah, oh, that is a challenge. It's yeah. just building the listener base. But I think as you have shows. That are consistent and are like and I like as long I found that as long as I'm consistent, I'm I'm I mean I'm 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 always building a little bit. It might be one or two at a time, but I'm always because podcasting is getting bigger. And so as long as you're consistent, and you're not totally you don't totally suck. And I don't think I totally suck. Uh, <laughs> like I'm building, but it's a small. So like you said, it takes time. I mean, we've been doing this for a while, and then. Um, it's hard when certain shows, like you know, it's like you see them are doing well, but then something happens. So it's all about building. Because you look at those big successful network comedy bang bang those shows. Those shows have been on Forever. for yeah. a lo- super super long time, and they've even gone through like comedy bang bang went through like a name change. Yeah, was, yeah. which is crazy that they were able to and pull they were that able to survive that. But I mean, they there is a diff. That's kind. Of, that is kind of. A, I don't want to compare myself to those people because they're like. Again, there's a whole different world of like these already famous people that have this already following. So I think another common pitfall in podcasting is comparing yourself to that yeah. and getting discouraged. 
but you're not famous, like, and, and like, you can't compare yourself. Like, of course, you're not going to get the numbers of a Scott Ackerman or Kevin Smith or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. So, you know, I'm, I'm just Brendan, and I'm doing the best I can, and, you know. Uh, but talking about advertisers, you you uh, have some advertisers just for your show. How, yeah. How did you get those? Well, I mean, a lot of it is just kind of like, um, like Brock was talking about with, like, they do Death Witch Coffee, and it's more of a barter-type thing. Like... We have, well, I mean, the main thing we do is Amazon, and that's, you don't have to, like, get approved for that. I mean, you have to get approved as an affiliate, but I think they just make sure you have a bank account and all this other stuff, yeah. and, like, that you're not, like, just a total, so then you have your link on your page, and you just tell people, click on this link before you buy Amazon stuff, and then you get a referral, and, I mean, I'm averaging, like, 30, 40, sometimes 50 bucks a month mm. off of that, which pays for hosting and other expenses. And then, you know, I do a couple, like, trade things. Like, um, there's a table here called Crude Ink. They make cool vinyl artwork. And I advertise for them. And then they, you know, hype me up and at their stuff. And, and you know, it's kind of that kind of thing. Um, my friend does a comic called Zombie Outlaw. Just kind of, we did a straight-up banner exchange. Like, I put up his thing. He puts up my thing on his site. So stuff like that. That's right. We had... Um this was very early on. This was like after the podcast been the network had been around for like a year. Uh, I had a friend who was coming out with a, a limited run uh, comic book, and we had yeah. uh, we gave him advertising across all the shows for an entire month, and, and he gave us a full page ad in the back of his comic. So yeah, this kind of bartering stuff like that is like that's that's how a lot of podcasts. And then there's like a lot of the f- stuff is affiliate based. Like if you know you hear a lot like give this code and then like. And then that's all affiliate-based. Like, you only get paid when somebody uses your code. Yeah. Like, I was doing that for Audible for a while, but, like, we didn't quite have, like, we got, like, a few dollars out of it. And I'm like, this isn't <laughs> worth spending a few minutes on every show for just, like, maybe somebody. Because you got to sign up, and then somebody's got to actually, I'm like, I don't know how many. But, you know, I mean, those guys are selling those mattresses and stuff. People buying those mattresses? I would if I if I had the like thousand dollars. If I needed a new mattress. Yeah, yeah, I would. I think we had some more yeah. questions. Yeah. Uh, so many of these podcasts are focused on obviously pop culture, et cetera, et cetera. And I listen to some of them, and they're they're playing clips, they're theme songs. How is that okay, or or is it okay? Well, I mean, it depends. Like, I mean, it it's not it, depending on like. There's different. I think for playing music and stuff, I think it's there's, like a. There's like different laws, like a fair use. Well, it, it is. It is kind of fuzzy, but the idea it is very fuzzy. The idea of uh, fair use is as long as they're doing, uh, they're commenting on the work, and they. It's typically they don't seconds. play it in whole. Yeah, it's like they don't you, play the whole thing, and they're commenting on it. That's allowed for theme songs. Um, I actually use the. Uh, there's a free audio library on YouTube, where you just there's uh, people put up their music and they just say use it for free. You don't even have to credit us. Yeah, and those—that's where I get all of my theme songs I, from. My, we—I'm um, part of a record label, and we got one. Of, we got a band. We got approved to do one of the songs. So, if you're just using like copyright songs, like a lot of that flies under the radar. But you can. I mean, like, there is nothing stopping the copyright holders to be like, hey, you know. So I, I always say like, if you don't have permission to use like an entire song, like don't do it because, well, yes, you're just a podcast and like you're not making money off of it. Um, like if you get a cease and desist, you're gonna have to take all your episodes down, and you don't want to do that. 
Um, so I definitely advise getting permission for any music you use. It's not that there is like like you said. There's the YouTube. There's also um, Creative Commons. Yeah, you can get a lot of cool stuff. When I first started my podcast, I used all Creative Commons music, and in the most of that stuff, if you look at, you just find the ones that have the license where you know attribution. As long as you attribute, some of them don't even require that. And then you you know um, I know you know. Bigger podcasts, they get you know artists like Mabim Bam. They have John Roderick and the Long Winners yeah. that do that song, and then at the end of the show, they said thanks to John Roderick and the Long Winners for a song. And but if I want to use like a clip or a, a TV theme song or something, as long as I use just a chunk of it, and I am you have to be talking about it. There's mm-hmm. yeah, there's it's there's a, like a rule of thumb is like seven seconds to thirty seconds. It's like it varies depending on it because. It, they could sue you for any amount of time, but then you have to take it to court and then prove that you're not taking money away from them. So it's it's really uh, there's no real like safe limit, but you you could people get away with whatever they get away with because like there isn't the the thing is like there isn't like I mean unless you like a huge show I don't I mean it's not I mean that's again like you're gonna be playing with fire, but you're probably fine. Um, I would recommend checking out a document at creativecommons.org. Um, it's called the Podcasting Legal Guide. They have a whole, just all guidelines about all that stuff. And um, Creative Commons, that's, they also, they do the Creative Commons licenses. Like you can, that's where you get the, you can get, like people can license their stuff for other people to use. Yeah. I, so, um, when I had a, uh, a movie review show, we would actually play parts of or the entirety of the audio of the trailer because trailers are put out as promotional material, so they can't really get at you for using promotional material. It's, you know, they put it out there so that you can promote things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's stuff like that. There's stuff like that. Um, is there another question? So going back to the network aspect, do networks hunt other networks for talent? Do networks it's happened. I've, I've heard of that happening. It's definitely happened. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite shows, um, it's called Get Up On This. Um, I guess, like, they were on Smodcast Network, like, when I was on there, and then, like, I guess they just decided, like, things just weren't really, they weren't really doing a lot for them. So when Earwolf came around and Scoop, like, was like, hey, you guys want to come on here? They they jumped. It's definitely happened. Um, I mean, then you have things like, that's uh, also on Smodcast, uh, Jay, what's his name, the comedian from, from SNL, Jay... They were. No. Um, I don't know. Jay Moore. Jay Moore. Okay. He had a show on Smodcast, and then he was like, and like he was, you know, and then he was like, wait, I'm Jay Moore. I don't need Smodcast Network. So he actually made his own network, which is still a thing. Is it really? I think so. Well, maybe not. Uh, but then again, that's one of those things. This guy's like, I can make our own network, and then it doesn't work. So yeah. I don't know. I don't But I know he left and formed his own thing. I don't think that's part of like best practices. I yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. No, I would not go out and kind of poach a show from another network. What about networks merging? Well, that's um, that's interesting. The um, what was it? Earwolf. Yeah. For a while, they did a, a funny thing where they made a spin-off network called Wolf Pop, and then that network kind of didn't make it, so they had to remerge all of their shows that they had unmerged. But I haven't really heard of. Uh, two separate networks just merging out of the blue. No. 
It's possible. But, I mean, it's definitely possible. Yeah. It's definitely the sharing of the, the resources. It's all about sharing resources. It's so really if you good. find another network and you realize, like, I don't know. like. But the funny thing is, so you mentioned uh, that your advertising pays for your hosting. Yeah. But actually, I mean, you technically could host with with the network yeah. for free. Yeah. But you've chosen to do your own separate I kind hosting. of do my own hosting. It's just my <laughs> thing. That has yeah. nothing to do with, like, I'm out in order. Just, I just, I'm a web nerd, so I like, you know, using... I like using WordPress. I don't like Squarespace's thing. So, uh, but I'm, but you know, that's just my, that's just yeah. me. So I have a page on venuenetwork.com and and like, but that's just my choice. But it mostly points to your other page. Yeah. Just because your other page is where your yeah. the bulk of your content is. Yeah. Like as part, that's that's as part of um, inviting to people to join the network is that I I like that I'm able to offer them free hosting uh, as long as they're part of the network. So, but some of them have chosen to take other ways. Or if they've already, like, my whole thing was, like, I've already done this many episodes, and, like, it was also, like, I'm kind of lazy, and it'd be a lot of work to move everything over. <laughs> it'd be a little bit of work. So I'm just like, <laughs> let's just stay here, but I'm, 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 I'm totally on board, you know? Yeah. Um, so and iTunes actually has made it easier than ever to switch your podcast feed if you switch hosts, yeah. which is really interesting. In the early they days, they have a whole portal different. now. It used to be a giant thing. It was such a mess early and, on, but yeah. now they've made it easier. Well, as podcasting's become more and more mainstream, I mean, when I first started podcasting, podcasting was not part of iTunes. It was, um, podcasting was, you had to have, like, people, there was, like, programs, like, made by tech nerds. That like that that like scraped RSS feeds to download the things, and then they actually integrated that into iTunes and other programs now. But back in the day, it was just like the Wild West, and so it's gotten a lot better. And that's for the benefit of the average Joe that doesn't know all the tech stuff. Like you had to be super like savvy to be able to do that. Now, like you don't even have to know anything about web design, web hosting, any of that really to get started. Yeah. So, um, I assume you guys have like other jobs. But, I mean, like, what do you do, and how much time does this take? That's a good question. That? that is a good question. I have a full time job. I work. I'm an IT guy, a school district. Um, I work full time, um, and I mean, thankfully for me, that means ten months a year. So as I work for a school district, but I do record like at on you know at night and whenever I have time and. Uh, and work on podcast stuff. Just find that that's 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 one of the tricks, you know. I've got it currently be between jobs. I just graduated uh, from uh, Cal State Long Beach, so it's uh, I have a lot of free time. But uh, honestly, uh, between like uh, I edit my own shows, but then for running the network, it's you know it doesn't take that much time out of my day, uh, like a couple of hours a week, just to make sure the shows are on top of everything, to check in with shows that I. Uh, you know, I'm worried about, they're like, oh, they're not updating, to make sure the website's up to date. Uh, recently, that was a couple of weeks ago, iTunes, uh, they decided now they want to be called Apple Podcasts, and so every logo on the website that said, go download us on iTunes, had to be changed to their new logo that said, go download it's us still, on Apple Podcasts. It's still, the program, <laughs> if you have a MacBook, the program is still called iTunes, and podcast is in there. I don't know. That's what I, they, like they it, put out the words. So, and so I had to go through the website and edit all those things. So that that took a little bit of time, but and that was like, that was nothing. I'm it still was, saying iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> they they want you to say Apple Podcasts. They you don't control me. <laughs> Soon the name is going to change, and then people are going to be confused. Except again, I have a MacBook. Oh. If I want to listen to podcasts on my MacBook, I open iTunes. I don't know. 
Maybe they're talking about phones. They are talking about phones, yeah. but not. But people still have computers, and it's still iTunes on the computer. I don't know. And I don't. I don't know. It's. I get it. I'm working on. This one. I just found out today that like you're not supposed to do two spaces after a period. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, I'm ne- that's never, that's, that's, uh, well, I, I can't erase that from my brain. That is hardwired into my brain, so that's not going to stop. I mean, it's like, I, I mean, they were just talking about on Road Stories about Glenn Campbell, and like, when he had Alzheimer's, and he didn't even remember who his, like, daughter was, the, but he could still play guitar because it's hardwired in his brain, and I think that double space after the period is hardwired in my brain. I'm not rewiring that. Same thing with iTunes. With iTunes. Okay. Well, I'll try. I'll keep trying. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think we got time for a couple more questions. So going back to uh, the network and how you're hosting outside of the space of the network, are there certain licensing agreements for folks who are in the network, you know, as to where they host or what they say first or who gets first did or anything like that? Is there? Uh, it's just kind of like podcasts. The way podcasts work is. Most people that listen to podcasts don't even know how they just know it pops up in their feed like so it I mean like it doesn't like yeah. it doesn't matter where it's coming from as long as it's getting to the people but but as for like running the network like I I believe the people own their shows. Those are their shows. I don't. I don't want to have any claim of ownership. Yeah, and that's on where I'm a big. Show. I'm big about like owning my own stuff. So that's yeah. where we had to. I had to make sure when he invited me. I'm like, because there are networks that like if you like work like they take your like they own your content, and like they they can like they can you know. But like I'm not. So I have no interest in that as a DIY person. Is like I've come from a punk rock background. I'm like I don't want. That's like I don't want you having control over my. You know, so, but Andrew's worked in those, you know, like, yeah, like, of course, because again, like, I think podcasting, it's kind of against the whole thing of podcasting, but I've heard, like, some stories from other people, like, losing yeah. control over things, and, you yeah. know, and that gets Wasn't real that, messy. Um, oh, I don't listen to their show. The Scar- Scarborough? Yeah, Brothers? something happened yeah. with that, where they had lost. They lost the, like, the naming rights of their show. Yeah. So and they had to, they had to come up with a new name for their show when they moved it to a different network. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where, like, that's as, like the dark side of it. But yeah. I really, you don't want, you don't want no. it. You're not, you're not interested in like taking people's creek. Like, no, yeah, that'd be crazy. You're not evil. No, it's good. Any more questions? Um, well, what do you, what do you have later today? In oh, the later room? today, um, we've got. Well, stay tuned. Next, we got women in podcasting. The next panel, yeah. Next panel. Um, and that's going to be moderated. It does have good info for men. <laughs> um, and uh, that's going to be moderated by Cheryl Jones from Movies Made Me. And then um, after that, there's going to be... Uh, what is after that? Oh, yeah, the Alex P. Keaton Talk 30 Rock to Me crossover episode. And then I'll be in here with Cheryl for Radio Brendo Man. Um, and uh, and then after that is um, that's at one thirty, and then at two thirty is uh, Mr. Brendo's wrestling show, and I'm going to be sitting with my friend Steve, and we're going to be talking about some wrestling. Uh, and then this, uh, I mean, we've recorded this panel. We're podcasters, so it'll be available at uh, BenviewNetwork.com. You'll be able to find it there. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess that wraps it up. No more questions. Nope. Answered them all. Good job, Andrew. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Hope you have a good rest of your con. Thank you. To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. 
And amusings are your musings. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Hi, I'm David. And I'm Kayla. And if it wasn't readily apparent from that, we're huge nerds about Disney. That's why we're doing the Animusings podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a film in detail from the Walt Disney Animation Studios filmography, covering them in chronological order, from Snow White to Moana and beyond. To Moana and beyond! Sweetie, we're not doing Pixar yet. We'll do that after. And that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Kayla and I, and maybe a guest or two, as we explore the Disney animated canon, film by film. With the hope that it'll be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Ooh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Walt. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.